Welcome to the Avatar program. Soon, you're going to have a chance to undertake an amazing Navi rite of passage, flying on the back of this powerful animal called an Ekron, or as we call it, a podcast. There are thousands of Disney podcasts on the internet, and this is one of them. I'm Jake. I'm Josh. I'm Jordan. And you're listening to... week this week we're gonna visit Gastly's collectible corner i'm gonna tell you about what's happening over at imagineering and if josh shows up he's gonna tell you all about the epcot monorail that's how it's done josh well (laughs) (laughs) you know the funny thing is we can say whatever we want and he's not gonna hear it because i know for a fact he doesn't go back and listen to the show (laughs) josh is like like amish podcast person what? Nothing against the Amish. It's just <laughs> wait, no, go back. Explain yourself. Because you can make fun of the Amish on the internet. They're not going to find out. Not that I would, because I would never. But if I did, it would be about Josh. Like I'm pretty sure the Amish have the internet. No, they don't. Wait, right. we're the one. Buddy, it's the 21st century. Right, but. Are they not the not, ones? I, listen, I, hard, I find it hard to believe that all Amish, all, all people in Amish communities don't use some kind of modern technology. Okay, well, here next week or so, we're going to Skype one in. Okay. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess this is how we're going to start this episode. For those of you listening and or watching, yeah, Josh isn't here yet. And recording a whole day early was his idea, which kind of benefited me as well. But, hey, here we are. Me and Jordan. It's the Jake hey. and Jordan Show. Jake and Jordan Show. Pop, pop. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. I liked it. Thank I liked you. that a lot. Thank you. So, before we get into things, I, Jordan, I, this isn't Disney related, but I do, I, I, I want to throw out a quick movie review. Okay. Because I saw a commercial, no, I didn't, I saw a movie. Mm-hmm. Called Space Jam: A New Legacy. Okay, I've heard of this movie. Man, <laughs> that was look. I would say it is almost just as good as the first one. Okay, but the entire point of the movie is Warner Brothers just going, "Look at all this shit we have." Wait, wasn't it like kind of like what Ready Player One did? It was like, look at all the rights to all this stuff we ended up putting in this movie. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, except for, right. like, it literally takes place in the Warner Brothers studios in the Warner Brothers computer servers. That's where it takes place. Well, I mean, whenever you have all those properties to throw in there for free, what? why, why wouldn't you use it? If somebody told me, Jordan, you can make a movie and you have the rights to put any of Warner Brothers characters in there. Like, buddy, I'm going to go ham. And they did. Like, at one... Not one point. At multiple points. Now, this is a kid's movie. Or, allegedly. But in the background, you see, like, the new Pennywise clown. The, yeah. Uh, the don't, gang. Don't the... Yeah, don't the guys from uh, Clockwork Orange show up? <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. Multiple times. Uh, 
the racers from Mad Max Fury Road? Yes. Not only that, you know what? I, can I spoil a little scene real quick? Yeah, I, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, and, you know, heaven forbid anybody watches it. One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was they took a scene from Fury Road, but added Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote to it. Ah. <laughs> and going as far as Wile E. Coyote spray painting his teeth chrome and holding up a sign that says, Witness me. <laughs> I almost said, did he spray paint his teeth silver? <laughs> After that, I was like, you know what? I got my money's worth. This one scene alone. <laughs> Man, you know, a uh, friend of the show, Ryan, from from uh, other podcasts, Cinema Showdown. Ooh, yes. Gave me his HBO Max login. So I, I, I can go and watch that if I wanted to. I might go and watch it just, just so I can see that one scene. Look, it's... Ri- it's really not that bad. Most of the movie is just a Warner Brothers version of Where's Waldo? But Waldo is all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's easy to find. Oh, very. You're like, just looking through the background, like, in every scene going, oh, look, there's that person. Like, the, the fact that the people from Clockwork Orange shared a screen with the Animaniacs, and I'm not making that up, it just blows my mind. <laughs> Oh, now that you say that, I need to go back and finish the new Animaniacs. I never, I never finished those episodes. I can't remember if I did or not. I, I only get made it's like episode three or four. I enjoyed the hell out of them though; they were great. Those first two episodes were awesome. Yeah, I Animaniacs will always hold a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they briefly showed up in this just made it that much better. So, I, Jordan, I can't say that it was a good movie at all, but neither was the first one. Uh, so here's a little a little uh, confession. I've never seen the first Space Jam movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I just never, like, whenever it was popular, bat, you know, when it came out, just never cared. <laughs> there was a point in this movie where that made me feel old. Oh, excuse me, I'm choking. So what, what was it, 96? Didn't we, didn't we talk about that last week? Didn't it come out yeah, in 96? Yeah, 96. Right, I was, yeah, so I was 13. 13-year-old Jordan discovered Star Wars. That was my life. Oh, you know what? Then you get a pass. But yeah. in this movie, I was wondering if like this was going to be a sequel to the first movie or like you know a gritty reboot. <laughs> and it was actually a sequel to the first movie because they referenced the first movie, and they said it was 25 years ago. And I'm sitting there in the theater going, "Oh, that was 25 years ago." <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sitting there with my kids, which is why I went in the first place because they wanted to see it and they liked it, so it was worth it. And like. Knowing that I was the same age as my 10-year-old when I saw that movie, the first movie, in the theater, mm-hmm. just kind of blows my mind. So, I'm just, at this point, I'm just going to give him the exact same childhood that I had. All right. And, you know, oh, wait, no. <laughs> that, that's not a good idea. Let me back up. <laughs> I'm going to try to better myself vicariously through him. <laughs> That's healthy, right? Sure. Yay! <laughs> so, yeah, that was... That, that's my weekend update. I went out on a toy hunt today with some friends. Yes. And I filmed it for a vlog. So hopefully that vlog will be up sometime this week. Maybe. So look and, for that in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought a few things. One of the things I bought, I wasn't even expecting to buy. 
and it ended up being the coolest fucking thing I picked up. <laughs> and I hate the fact that I, I bought it, and I hate the fact that I like it so much. And it's and it's this Power Rangers toy. It's one of the monsters from the early Power Rangers show. And the only reason I got it is because it's, it's a giant sphinx. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool because I'll put it with my mythology books. And it'll just look like a badass mythological creature. And I, it was a $30 toy that was on sale for $15. And I'm going to be damned if the, like, the, the design and the engineering of this figure is not badass. And it's a pre- it looks like a pretty hefty figure, too. Like, that uh, was a big like, figure. All right, so you're, you're, no, you're no stranger to the Marvel Legends figures. You have a few, right? Yeah. You see how articulated they are, right? They have the double elbow bend. They have the double knee bend. They've got the thigh swivel. They have the ankle rockers and the, or, uh, the ankle rocker joints. They have the wrist uh, rocker and swivel. And they have the head swivel. This one not only has ankle rockers, but it has ankle pivots and ankle swivels. That's what? three ankle joints. And it has uh, – you know, the Marvel Legends have the ab crunch. Uh-huh. Yeah, this has ab crunch and a torso swivel. So you can get like really cool dynamic poses out of it. And he comes with a couple different sets of hands and his wings are hinged and his tail is – like it just – it's way cooler than it fucking deserves to be. Like it's it has no <laughs> no reason to be this cool, but it is. And I only spent fifteen dollars on it, which is five dollars less than a Marvel Legend figure. What uh what toy company made it? It's Hasbro. It's Hasbro? It's Hasbro. Hasbro has the we're gonna we're gonna talk about Hasbro a little bit later. But Hasbro has like the rights to all of our fucking childhood. The the only thing that's super popular right now that Hasbro, I feel, doesn't have the rights to, excuse me, I'm hiccuping, is um, wrestling figures. Um, what's the other thing? Damn it. Oh, Masters of the Universe. And I think that's it. <laughs> like, I, I think that because Hasbro has Transformers. Hasbro has Marvel. Hasbro has G.I. Joe. Hasbro has uh, Ghostbusters. Hasbro has Power Rangers. Hasbro has uh, they own the rights to D and D, so they're making like D and D stuff. Oh, they made yeah. they made a Drizzt figure because didn't didn't they buy Wizards of the Coast? I think so. So Magic too, then. Yeah, so they have yeah Magic the Gathering, which I'm kind of thinking about getting back into. Look, I know you. We've been talking about this off and on over the past year. There is an online version, Jordan. So yeah, just... listen, I know, but I saw one of the sets that had come out during my uh, my time away from Magic: The Gathering. Uh, is a Norse themed set, so it, they have like Vikings and Valkyries and shit. And I want to see it. Yeah, well, I saw a set that was Godzilla themed. Yeah, Ikoria. I, I I I could be playing Magic: The Gathering and throw down throw down a damn Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hasbro does not have the rights to Godzilla, do they? No, that's but they do have Bandai. Star Wars and Nerf. Man, yeah, you know what? There, I, there's there, there's a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that they have too. But I'm trying to, uh, and you know, just a lot of the games, so a lot of the the popular games that we grew up with, like Monopoly, they own the rights to, which is weird that only one company owns the rights to Monopoly. 
<laughs> Holy shit, that joke works so well. <laughs> that might be the greatest joke of all time. But they, again, they have tons of, uh, or they also have the rights to Fortnite. So. What the hell? It's, yeah, it's, the Hasbro has the rights to everything we grew up with. With the exception of Masters of the Universe. Oh, they don't. I guess they don't have Jurassic Park. I guess that's Jurassic Park, Masters of the Universe, and the WWE figures are Mattel. And then the only other wrestling figures that are super popular right now are the All Elite Wrestling figures, and that's done by Jazzwares. So, I kind of forgot Mattel existed. When you said that Hasbro didn't do Jurassic Park, I was like, are you sure? Who does it then? There, there you go. Yeah. And so I haven't bought any of the figures, but the, the Jurassic Park Amber Collection, they look pretty good. Yeah, they're kind of like the Marvel Legends versions of those of those characters. Yeah, which is about as good as I'm going to get with the Jurassic Park world. Mm-hmm. So, have you not bought any of those? I thought you were going to. I was going to, and then uh, I think what had happened is uh, the Star Wars Black Series announced some new things. I was like, no, I'm going to get that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I know that you you were buying a couple of those uh, those Godzilla those NECA figures, the Godzilla NECA figures. So, uh, bad news. I don't know if you heard this, but they lost the rights. What? So the, Yeah, so they're not going to be making any more. The rights reverted back to Toho. Shit. Did Bandai lose yeah. their rights, too? Cause that I don't know. Bandai has some I, pretty I was, good Godzilla figures, but they're way more expensive than the NECA ones. I was really bummed that they lost the rights, because I was kind of hoping to get one. And I, I missed my window of opportunity. So, I was going to get the Mothra Godzilla figure. And uh, I I'd never I, I slept on it and I missed out. So all right, well I'm glad I got the ones that I like absolutely wanted. Like I got the uh, King of the Monsters Godzilla, which I guess could also double as the Godzilla versus Kong Godzilla. I got the original one from the 1954. I got uh, Godzilla uh, Shin Godzilla, and then the GMK one from Godzilla Monster King Ghidorah. Something monster. The one with the really long title. But those are the ones I really wanted. And I got those. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And uh, hey, as long as we're talking about toys and action figures and collectibles, that goes right into our first topic. But first, Jordan, let's talk some Disney. Let's talk some Disney! Sweet electric guitar goodness! Man. So good. That fucking jingle rips, Jake. Thanks. Like, I can't take full credit for it. I just made it, but I'm going to say it was like 90% your idea. <laughs> yeah, but you, you like 100% made it. <laughs> yeah, but it was based on 90% your idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right, good, good. Uh, Jordan, take us down this. Okay, this is a new segment that we are debuting right now, and it's a segment we've done before, but now it has a name. And this is Gasly's Collectible Corner. Take it away, Gasly. Gasly's collectible corner. <laughs> I'm totally gonna make that too, 100. percent uh, All right. So, as as you were listener, as you were listening, Jake and I kind of went off on a tangent about toys and collectibles, and I figured, you know, we talk about toys and collectibles a lot, especially here on the show, and I figured, why not weave in a little bit of a segment that had to do with Disney-owned properties for for collectibles uh it could be an action figure could be a game could be funko pops could it, it could be anything so I'm, I'm gonna try to do this nice little segment every once in a while probably not every week but there was some stuff 
that was released and announced for a couple of the Disney properties, specifically Star Wars and Marvel. Now, the first thing uh, I'm going to talk about is going to be, uh, let me pull up my list, is for Star Wars. Now, Jake, have you heard of San Diego Comic-Con? <laughs> I have. I thought you were going to say, have you heard of Star Wars? I've heard of that too. But yes, I've heard of San Diego Comic-Con, briefly. All right, so we're, so we're on the same page. You've heard of both San Diego Comic-Cons and Star Wars. Yes. Okay, excellent. Well, did you know that they're not having San Diego Comic-Con this year? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> really. Well, normally it takes place in July. Right. And I guess with the covid numbers, they were still kind of like, yeah, maybe it's still not a good idea to have a lot of people in the same spot. Oh, they were playing it safe. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And but I did hear rumors that possibly later on in the year, they're going to do a smaller, limited San Diego Comic Con, probably around like the November area. Anyway, normally during San Diego Comic Con, this is when all of these big companies where they're movie companies, comic book companies, toy companies, video game companies. And all of the companies that are that are fairly similar come out and have their big announcements and their big reveals for a lot of stuff. And uh, with toys, this is kind of where a lot of the toy announcements come from. And uh, because it's a big convention, sometimes these toy companies offer exclusives that you can only really get when you go to Comic-Con. This is what makes them really special and highly sought out uh, uh, by collectors. Well, because it's not going on like that, uh, the toy companies kind of had a little bit of a different idea of what they would do for not only exclusives, but they're actually kind of throwing a bone, uh, some bones to some fans. Uh, so a lot of these big retailers, specifically Target, likes to do a big lead up to Comic-Con and they like to to do some like action figure reveals on their own website. And this year was a little bit different because they're not really – they don't really have a lot of exclusives, or at least they're not getting any kind of exclusives. As of right now, there's no news that they will get exclusives. But Target, for the la every day for the last two weeks, has been doing a little bit of an action figure reveal or a an action figure announcement. So it started Monday of last week, and I can't remember what, what started it off. I think the first day they had announced some specific Batman figures, and then the next day was like some Funko Pops. But one of the days they announced some Star Wars figures were actually getting a reissue. Now, Jake, you know, you've been to Galaxy's Edge, right? Yes, I have. Back in September of last year, Galaxy's Edge or Star Wars, uh, Galaxy's Edge and Target teamed up together and they released some special Star Wars Black Series figures of the characters you see in Galaxy's Edge, specifically DJ Rex from the Cantina, uh, the... Uh, what's uh, what's the damn uh, Captain Cardinal, which is the the all red stormtrooper? If you've if you've read the Black Spire Outpost book, his name his uh, name is Archex, but he goes by Captain Cardinal. And then also there was a Hondo Onaka figure, since he was the uh, he was the uh, the animatronic in Smuggler's Run. Uh, and then also, um, or well, hold on, let me back up a bit. So they announced a reissue of the Hondo Onaka figure from the Galaxy's Edge because he was highly sought after and hard to find when he came out back in September. But they also are reissuing the Mandalorian and the Child 2-pack, which came out in December, which was a Target exclusive. Uh, and uh, I, I, actually, I actually ordered both of those figures, and I ordered them on a Thursday, and they showed up on a Saturday. So 
It was a quick. It was a quick shipping turnaround. But anyway, wait. They can I reiss- pause you for a second? Yeah, yeah. Go, go for Just, it. Just I, I tried to order that the the Mandalorian and the child. Yeah. And like, like right when they, you know, the minute that it was open for orders, I missed out yeah. on it. They were gone. It was like forty five seconds. They were out. So. Really? Yeah. This already makes me happy. So continue. Okay. So uh, they they reissued the Hondo Onaka. They reissued the. Uh, Mando and Child 2-pack, and then they reissued the Luke and Stormtrooper Black Series. Luke and Stormtrooper armor Ooh. action figure for the Black Series. So those are three Star Wars figures that they had announced uh, because of this big San Diego Comic-Con lead-up. But then they also announced a few reissues of some Marvel Legends figures. Now, do you remember that Gambit figure that I sent you? <laughs> yes. Yep, so he's getting a reissue. Ooh. The Rogue figure that came out with it is getting a reissue. Do I have that one too? Uh, you do not. Oh. I don't know. Wait, I don't, oh. how do I know? <laughs> no. You said Rogue. I heard Storm. I don't know why. Yeah, I sent you a Storm. Yeah, I have the Storm. I do yeah. not have Rogue. <laughs> right. And then there were a couple Spider-Man reissue figures that were coming out. So unfortunately, it's not the Spider-Man figure that you've been looking for. Oh. The, the one with uh, just the retro Spider-Man. But it is a retro uh, – there's the Cyborg Spider-Man and then there is a negative Spider-Man, which is a, just has inverted colors. Oh, that sounds cool. He's like – he's got – he's like black and white I think is what it is. So he, he looks like a film negative. So those are all getting reissued uh, for I think it was like 20 bucks, 22 bucks via the Target website. But quite possibly the biggest collectible news that has anything to do with the Disney property, and whenever I say big, I mean big in more ways than one. Jake, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> so Hasbro, the company that owns the rights to all of these figures, does something. Uh, they they have their own version of Kickstarter, uh, but it's called Haslab. So it's this. I they have an idea, they throw it out to the fans, and you ha- they have to get backers for it, and you have to pay up front for it because obviously they need the money to make this thing happen. So they and, – and it's called HasLab. So they announced one of their HasLab creations is going to be a Marvel Legends Galactus. Oh, now I see where you're going with the big announcement. Yeah. It had nothing to do with so, Tom Hanks. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Uh, although, although, what if what if Tom Hanks played Galactus in the Fantastic Four movie? Oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> a thirty-two inch Galactus figure. What? Thirty-two inches. It's just shy, just shy of three feet. Yes, Jake. No, no, I'm not raising oh, my okay, hand. Sorry, right. measuring. Okay, okay. Yeah. So your regular, your regular figure is about six inches galactus 32 inches comes with oh god how many points of articulation did this thing say it had hold on <laughs> i i actually had the web page pulled up and then i then i went on a tangent on all the other hasbro stuff that we were talking about which is appreciated yeah that's why i like this segment because you know I'm new to this collectible world, but it's something I've always wanted to do in life and never had an option to. And now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm dipping my toes in. Yeah. So this is what this is what the Galactus figure comes with. It is a 32 inch figure. It has plus 300 pieces that put it together and 70 plus points of articulation. 
Jordan, I don't even know if I have 70 points of articulation. <laughs> so they break it down even further and say that each hand has 20 points of articulation. So each finger will have, will have like a, a joint. What are you counting? You're, you're yeah, <laughs> I'm counting my joints on my fingers and my hands. Like, let's see, that's does this one count? Yeah, that one counts. <laughs> I've lost count, but I'm up to like twenty just from okay from, from here up. So yeah, yeah, this is probably twenty one, yeah. maybe twenty two right here. How many did you yeah. say in each hand? Twenty points of articulation in each hand. So alone. That, that is full articulation. That is yeah. human articulation. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to have LEDs in his chest and head, so his eyes will light up and his chest will light up. And he has three swappable faces, so you can take the face plate, plate off and he has different facial expressions that you can plug in. Uh, man, and it's it's crazy. It is. It has a hefty price tag for this. You ready for this? Mm, no. <laughs> $399.99. And the goal is this. So like any other any other Kickstarter-like project, you have to have a goal. And their goal is 14,000 backers. They're currently at 7,392, and it's only been live since Friday. Wow. That is disheartening, because I really want one. But I can't, I can't cough up yeah, that up right I now. Yeah, I can't. No, no. And they'll, you're, they'll hit your credit card at the end of August too, because it, it ends August thirty first. All right, I'm going. You to... can. You, there's a, there's a limit, Jake, of five per customer. Oh well, shoot. <laughs> no, I'm really out because I was planning on six, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th- so here's the deal: the last Haslab creation for Marvel was a Marvel Legends Sentinel. And the Sentinel was about 25 inches, 24 inches. But that met its goal really quickly. And then every time they meet their goal and they exceed it, they do a stretch goal. So they always add stuff to it. So well, with the Sentinel, they added some extra, the tentacles that come out of its, come out of its hand. They added like an extra set of those. They added a, a six-inch Marvel figure. They, they added three different heads that you can swap the heads out. Um, I'm thinking that if Galactus has some stretch goals, they might throw in a silver surfer figure. Makes sense. Because he was a, yeah, because he was a herald of Galactus. Uh, and there might be like a Firestar or a Terax figure that might end up being uh, stretch goals for this guy. So, but right now it's currently at seven thousand three hundred ninety-two back. It's it's just slightly over halfway. And they have until the there's, end of August. Yeah, there's no way that this thing won't get funded. I want one, but yeah, not for that price. I mean, okay, I'm gonna start selling feet picks, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> yeah, I I think you and me both <laughs> need to do that. <laughs> Look. I'm sure there's a niche market out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not against it, you know. I'm, no, I think if anybody has an OnlyFans site and can sell pictures of their feet for thousands of dollars, make your damn money. All right, who wants to see big hairy hobbit feet? Raise your hands. 
All right. Woo. All right. We'll see what the viewers say about that. And then I'll, I'm going to get that Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for uh, Gasly's Collectible Corner this week. Gasly's Collectible Corner. All right, Jordan. Let me tell you about what's going on in Imagineering right now. Have you heard about this? Have I heard about Imagineering? Yeah. Yeah. All right. They're, they're you know, what? they're responsible about- for everything you love at the Disney parks. Literally everything. Okay. <laughs> Nothing at the Disney parks does not escape the grasp of Imagineering. Apparently, there's being a shakeup down there. So they're, oh. their headquarters are in Glendale, California, which is uh-huh. right next to Burbank, California. So it's, it, it is a number of blocks away from the Disney Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently... They are sending 2,000 Imagineering employees and relocating, uh, sorry, mush mouth, relocating them to Central Florida. For any specific reason? Uh, cheaper taxes is what it's sounding like. Wait, okay. So they're not, they're not moving them for a project. They're moving them... Because they can get a tax write-off. <laughs> oh, yeah, and pay or pay less taxes. Yeah, it, it is a fiscal decision. And they are moving Imagineering. They're going to leave someone behind, but their reasoning, and I'm putting reasoning in air quotes, is, you know, Central Florida, that's home to Disney World, which is kind of the flagship park of Disney now, so they're putting Imagineering mm-hmm. closer to that. But, I mean, mm-hmm. really, it's, it, it's a fiscal decision. They can... They can throw that reasoning up all they want, but so yeah, they're moving thousands of people from Southern California to Central Florida. I hate that it's for a fiscal reason, yeah, and not like, hey, we're about to do something big. Reason, right? No, it's a you know, game on as always. Reason, just mm-hmm. and so uh, they're kind of being. Well, okay, they're kind of being cool about it, but, you know, as cool as you can be about uprooting your entire way of life and moving it across the country. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they're giving the employees 18 months to kind of settle things and to relocate. They're offering up moving services, so they're paying for the moves also. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crap if they didn't. So, yeah, that's that's the story. I don't know what... Man, the... could you imagine living in California... And having a cool ass Walt Disney World Imagineering job, and then all of a sudden you, you're told that you have to move to Florida. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Man. So here, like, the cost of living is obviously cheaper in Florida. Significantly, yes. But man, just. <sighs> Mm, I don't know, man. Just like the, I feel like the the presence and the architect architecture of that entire stretch of you know Anaheim and San Diego and L.A. and Hollywood and just like it, nothing in Florida can compare to that. Right, like Southern California is a culture, and I've never lived in Southern California. I've lived in Northern California, but I've never lived in Southern California. Southern California is one of my favorite places on the planet. Not just because of Disneyland reasons. San Diego is far and away my favorite city ever. So, mm-hmm. like, everything about down there, it, it is fantastic. Like, I love it. Yeah, it does have its negative points, but what place doesn't? And being in Utah right now... Hold on. 
<laughs> this is a side note. Like, everyone in Utah and a lot of the western states blame, in air quotes, things on everything on California. Not, mm-hmm. not really noticing that California kind of lifts up like a fifth of our country's economy. Single-handedly. Yeah. Yeah. But the, is there anything like that out, out your way? Like, is there a state that everyone just blames things on over there in the east? Yeah, it's called Florida. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's fair. Uh, Alabama. Oh, okay. Al- Al- Alabama catches its fair share of crap. Um, and, and rightfully so. There's there's a couple of hidden gems in Alabama. But it, for the most part, it's uh, it's all the criticisms are fair. But like Southern California court culture is everything that you had li- listed, like the art scenes, you know, just the mm-hmm. climate, mm-hmm. palm trees. Well, I guess Florida has palm trees too, but just all that. And then what? What is Florida culture? Like meth? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think I think Florida culture is Florida man. Yeah, horrific politics. Uh, it it would probably be a mix of Florida Man and Jimmy Buffett. Oh gosh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, the 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 further south you go to in in Florida, the more like towards the Keys. Yeah, that's that's when you get like you get a weird mix of rich conservative yuppie and uh, liberals. It's we it's weird. It's the Keys are weird. Man, I think the furthest south I've been is actually South Beach in Miami. Yeah, I've I've been to Key West. Yeah, never made it out and, that uh, way. It's we went on a cruise, and we that that surprisingly we went on a we stopped at three places on it on a cruise, and Key West was the best oh, of weird. the three places. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We went to other countries, and and Key West was my favorite stop. Only because it had the most stuff to do. Like it, the other stuff, the other stops were were great, and the culture was great. But like, if you're just looking to do stuff, there's not really a lot unless you do like an excursion. Yeah, and those can be. And I wasn't. Pricey. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna pay to zip line. <laughs> I can do that in my own bathroom. Just exactly. <laughs> the little yeah. string holder things. <laughs> That's stupid, Jake. <laughs> but it's true. You can for a lot cheaper. So yeah, so that that's what's going on with an imaginary with imaginary. I don't know what that holds for the future of imaginary or how it will affect any creative processes. So we're kind of in the wait and see stage. But you know, thoughts to all the pe- people that have to uproot their families to keep their dream jobs. Yeah, that's a weird that that's a weird move. Mm-hmm. That is a rough situation. So uh, moving on to our last bit of news, and then Josh has texted me. Uh, He's driving still, but he's got his earpieces. So I'm going to bring him in for the main topic, which weird. Oh, I didn't even announce the main topic at the top of the show. That's what I forgot. Uh, now I feel bad for making fun of Josh. <laughs> we'll get there. Man. Anyway, Josh has been a news. Hey, Jordan, the Epcot monorail line is open now. Oh, boy. It just opened. So finally. Yeah, like just yesterday or two days ago. I think it said on Friday the 16th. Yeah, you know what else happened on Friday the 16th? What? Food and wine started. Wait, really? Yes! Now, now that you said... Because my, my knee-jerk reaction to that was, it's not August, but then... I know. Then I remembered, like, we talked about this, like, two or three months ago, that it's starting yes. in July. 
And I had yep. forgotten about that until you just said that just now. So, but even then, we're halfway like we're halfway through July, so it's almost August. Right, man. So, you know, in two weeks we're gonna have to do our annual food and wine menu covering list. Oh, because next week is a disaster hour. It is. It is. It is the uh, fourth episode consecutively. Three mutineers, one disaster hour. That's the schedule for anyone listening. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, Epcot Monorail line opened. Apparently, food and wine started, and I have a brief update to uh, um, something we covered a couple weeks ago. The Coco scene in Fill Our Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That debuted yesterday at Disneyland. It has, it's Ooh. not in Magic Kingdom yet, so I, I watched it, and all of our questions were answered. The scene that it replaced, it didn't replace mm-hmm. anything. They just added it. They shoehorned it in. Okay. So it takes place right after the Lion King scene. Okay. Which normally, after the Lion King scene, it would go into the Tinkerbell, Peter Pan scene. Mm-hmm. But now it goes straight into the Coco scene. And okay. it is fantastic having Donald Duck trying to get the sorcerer's hat well, during the whole Coco, Poco Loco song and dance number. And then nice. from there, it goes into the Tinkerbell, Peter Pan scene. They didn't cut anything. They just made it longer. And I kind of respect that. So, <laughs> so... People were are were complaining that we get more stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing got the axe. I, I was excited about that. So. Anyway, that 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 was my update on Josh's news. So I'm actually going to call Josh in now because guys, it is main topic, and this week for our main topic, we are going all over discussing the entirety of the Loki Disney Plus series. And we're there will be spoilers, so if you haven't finished it yet, duck out now. All in. You ready for this, Jordan? All right, Josh, you ready for this? I was really hoping like he would answer in time for me to ask that. <laughs> ask what? <laughs> I did. If you were ready for this. Uh huh. Okay, because we're we're going to talk about Loki right now. Oh, good. I like this. All right, can you talk a little bit louder by any chance? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he take seems, that to as... have, seems to have hung up on us. Wait, did he? <laughs> yeah, he just said he left. <laughs> oh, well, shit. <laughs> so much for the main topic. Um, so much for Josh's main topic. We're still going to talk about the one. opposite of louder. That was hanging up. Yeah. That was hanging up. <laughs> you... I can't even tell you how correct you are. I, I moved my earpiece and it just is like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you guys. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Should we take the advice totally of the earpiece? What, yeah, my earpiece totally knows what's up. What? Hold on a second. I, I'm checking the audio. Uh-huh. Do I sound like ass? Yeah, you sound pretty good. <laughs> no worse than normal hotel rooms? Uh, no, I, I mean, I've heard worse coming out of your mouth, so, no, we're, we're good. Okay. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't an echo, and at first there was an echo, but then I realized the echo was in real time, because I had the Twitch stream in one ear, and you guys talking in the other ear, so it wasn't really yeah. an echo. Yeah, that, that, that would cause a echo-like situation. <laughs> it was very echo-like. It was almost like... We were mucking with time. And speaking of mucking with time, 
How's that for a segue? Let's get right into Loki. Okay. Guys, right from the bat, did you guys enjoy it? Jordan, you first. Hey, y'all. Uh, yes. No, <laughs> 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 who, who just said hey y'all? That was Miss Minutes. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Jordan did a fantastic Miss Minutes. Uh, yeah, I sounded just like her. I, I, I thought we had Tara Strong on the show. Uh, I mean... You say potato, I say fuck you. Nobody said potato. We said hey y'all. Also, what? Nobody compared anything to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good no, point. No, no, no. You totally compared you to Miss Minutes. Yes. No, I said I said it was Miss Minutes. I never said it was me. Oh, but it was obvious it was you. Was it? No. Yeah, yeah. No, it mm. totally was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to play the tape back. All right. Oh, we got a guy on that. Rewind it. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. That was your line, Jake. You don't summon Giuseppe. How dare you? He's sitting next to me in the pickup. Uh, that would explain his absence here. <laughs> I pointed over there, and he, his seat has been vacant. Giuseppe's with you. Yeah, yeah, he's been with me all week. It's weird. I, I kind of wish he would go back. Yeah, you can keep him. Uh, I As a matter of fact, enjoy- leave him, just leave him wherever you are. Just, <laughs> don't come back with him. But then he would still be here with me. No, like, when you leave, leave him there. No, but Jordan said leave him wherever I am. For the time being. Oh, uh, all right. I'm just gonna reach over here and uh, open open the truck door. Hold hold on a sec. Okay. Hold on. Are we about to witness a murder? Yeah. Okay, he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Josh just fucking yeeted Giuseppe out of his car. (laughs) Wait, I needed that. start walking back home i guess all right well over the next couple of weeks we will, we will keep you guys updated on giuseppe's whereabouts back to loki yeah, <laughs> jordan don't you dare be happy about this i'm ecstatic <laughs> you i can tell and that makes me uncomfortable josh how did you like loki uh, dude i i so far like out of out of the three series that we've had so far. I'm going to put Loki at the top. Really? Yeah. I I, I really enjoyed it. Like, um, man, it was just entertaining. It was suspenseful. It was really weird to see Loki fall in love with himself. But it made sense. No, it totally made sense. Um, also, the uh... hey, Josh, you're cutting out real bad. Oof. Yeah, I don't even know if he's there. Josh, are you even still there? 
We yeah, we can't hear you, buddy. All right, Josh, I'm gonna have to mute you, and then I'm gonna text you. I was wired. I'm not even sure you can he- can hear us, Josh. Can you hear us? Yes, I thought you muted me. Oh no! <laughs> you just told me you were gonna mute me. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> uh, no, no, you two go ahead. I'll, I'm I'm about to go down a hill. My signal will get better, so I'll go, I'll go last. All right, that's that's fair. All right. Yeah. Josh, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Get your helicopter out of here. <laughs> it's my chopper. All right. Uh, back to you, Duncan. How'd you, how'd, how'd you like it? Uh, all right. So I, I don't think it's my favorite of the three. I think, man, I don't, I, I have a hard time choosing which is my favorite of the three because I like them all for completely different reasons. But I'm still pretty partial to WandaVision specifically. I agree with that, actually. But the other day, somebody asked me the same question, and my answer was Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then when I thought about it, I went back to WandaVision. And then now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, maybe it is. So I, I really don't know. I like them I like them both. For, I'm just going to say WandaVision. I'm just going to say WandaVision. I, I, I think WandaVision was the bravest. Like, it, it took the biggest risk just because it was batshit crazy weird, and none of us had any idea what to expect out of it. Right. Well, with one division, I gotta say, it was a one-off. It's not leading into anything else, as far as I can see. Well, it leads directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Well, but I, I feel like Loki's going on there as well. Yes. But, no, I um, mean, they created the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Loki, Loki was the jumping, the diving board for for what's coming next. Oh yeah, totally. And then I feel like you know, obviously. Falcon Winter Soldier is going into the next Captain America? Yes. Is that what it's going to be actually called? We don't know for sure yet. I mean, at the end of the show, it said Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but you can't call it that because we had a movie called Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So, yeah. yeah. So let's let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So, so the first show that was supposed to come out was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was supposed to come out in the fall. Oh, got, really? Yeah, that one was supposed to come out in, like, September or October. And then yeah. it was supposed to be WandaVision, and then it was going to be Loki. So theoretically, uh, if we can also throw in a film to this, Black Widow was supposed to be out in May of last year. Then right. we were supposed to get... Then we were supposed to get... Um, oh, damn. Then we were supposed to get uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then we were supposed to get WandaVision. Then we were supposed to get uh, Loki, right? So when you think about WandaVision and you think about Loki, those are the two films that are directly related to this whole multiverse thing Mm -hmm. that they're going for. So those two were probably supposed to air fairly closer to one another. So you can kind of like keep the keep the uh, the momentum going with this idea of the multiverse. So and also I think Shang-Chi was supposed to get released in February and Eternals was supposed to be this summer but obviously everything has been pushed back. So the only difference in our timeline of the last year as far as things that were supposed to be out uh, everything got pushed back but Falcon and Winter Soldier ended up debuting as the second show as opposed to the first show. Oh. 
Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. And mm -hmm. it seems like just going off of the rumors and speculation, the next movie to come out that actually deals with the multiverse isn't Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's going to be Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. So, which that comes out in December this year, so that will mm -hmm. be our first cinematic view into what the multiverse is doing to the Marvel world. So, do we want to take this episode by episode? Ah, uh, or do we just kind of want to have an overall discussion about it? Let's let's do an overall discussion because in oh. my mind, like there was a splitting point in the in the uh, in my mind, like episode one through three dealt with the TVA. Mm-hmm. And then episode four, five, and six dealt with the aftermath and the creation of the multiverse. Like, mm -hmm. it felt like two halves of a whole. Right. So let's do that. So let's start with episode one through three and just kind of a general overall view on that. Introduction to the characters. Uh, how much I love Owen Wilson in this show. We can talk about that. <laughs> because, guys, come on. How awesome was Owen Wilson in this show? And he was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting it. So, anyway, Jordan, if you, Josh, are you still with us? Uncertain. Jordan, take it away. <laughs> no, I, I, I really, out of all of the shows, this is the one that I really didn't know what to expect. Like, I kind of knew what to expect from WandaVision. I kind of knew what to expect from Falcon and Winter Soldier. But this was one of the ones where I was just kind of like, I don't know what they're going to show us with Loki. And obviously it's it's the Loki from Endgame who snags the Tesseract and then, you know, just kind of nopes out of what's going down. Gets captured by the TVA. He goes through the rigmarole and imprisoned in this 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 realm that magic doesn't work. Like, it's just, it, it exists outside of time because it's not part of any timeline. So he doesn't have any powers. And he he realizes that, uh, hey, he's kind of a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> when he realizes that he's kind of a shitty person, it's like he almost has to rectify. He 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 because he's Loki, he has to win. And now his his goal isn't winning and ruling the world. His his winning is I need to win at not being a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. Which. At first, like, when it starts off, he's still trying to be a shitty person, like, in the TVA. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the first scene of the movie. So, it starts with him getting the Tesseract in the 2012 Battle of New York. In, you know, no mm -hmm. out there, like we saw in Endgame. The very first thing he does is he ends up in uh, Mongolia. Mm -hmm. Finds a tall rock and starts talking down to the locals. Like, immediately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that's when the TVA shows up. So it it was a fantastic character arc watching him go from that over the span of a few episodes into, like you said, oh, I am a shitty person. Mm -hmm. And he realized it more than once. Mm -hmm. And the, the key moments, like in that thread of thought, the key moments that stuck out to that was the time loop that they sent him into with Lady Sif, which I was really happy to see Lady Sif show up again. Yeah, that was fun. I don't think we've seen her since Thor The Dark World. Uh, we saw her in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I knew she was in that. Uh, it wasn't that great. I never oh. finished it, but I remember yeah, I, I, it was it was good, but then it got not good. Yeah, I, I made it through like half of season one. Oh. And I, I made it a little bit further. I made it through almost the end of season two. 
So yeah. outside of that, she hasn't. Lady Sif hasn't shown up since the Dark World mm-hmm. in the movies. We we're also introduced to the the whole idea of the TVA and the 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 time variant authority, variance authority and the sprouting timelines from the sacred timeline and how the TVA keeps all of the timelines in check so there's not any more fracturing of timelines. Uh, and it you know if I continue to explain it, it's going to get very very confusing very quick so I'll leave it at that. So, but what what's that? I was just going to say that, I like, I don't know, because of uh, Endgame, I kind of thought that the Ancient One was holding the timeline together. She just knew about it. Okay, that and, makes sense. And so, before Jordan gets into that, one, one quick thing that kind of ties both these thoughts together was, you know, they, they went on at length about how the TVA controls time. And I was sitting there thinking, like, but the movie before this, or prior to this, in Endgame, you know, they go back in time and start mucking up the timeline. But then they explained it away with the best way possible in this show, and they were like, no, the Avengers were supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that's all the explanation I need. Whoever was yeah. in charge of this timeline felt that that's what the Avengers needed to do. So, yep. uh, so I mean, I know we're not quite there yet, but... I want to talk about our, eventually talk about our timelines, Loki, getting old. Yeah, and I can't wait to get there either because I'm going to correct you on it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the nuts tomorrow. Right. <clears throat> so we're introduced to the time, the idea of the timeline and that they need, the TVA needs Loki's help because they're hunting a variant of Loki. So they need a Loki to catch a Loki. And uh, also, a uh, fun side story is the TVA was filmed uh, for the scenes for the TVA were filmed in the Marriott Marquis in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> so that nice scene with the elevator and all the different floors and the spiral staircases, that's just a hotel lobby in real life. Now, is there someone's vlog or anything that people could go and watch it's kind of a location of Loki filming? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, he's not going to push it, so I will. Check out Gor- Jordan Gasly's <laughs> vlog on Jordan Gasly's YouTube channel where he goes to that, you know, talks about this Loki filming location at the TVA, mm-hmm. at this Marriott. And what blew my mind, they didn't, like for that elevator scene, they really didn't add much to it. They added those statues. I yeah. thought they, they added the spiral staircase, but no, the spiral stairs are there. Nope, no, that's that's part of the hotel. <laughs> yeah, that was, that that's was actually That's actually the 10th floor of the hotel. It's called the Skyline. Uh, the skyline floor. Huh. So uh, it turns out that the variant of Loki that they're hunting is a female version, and she does not go by Loki. She goes by Sylvie. So that that's kind of like the wrap up of, of these first three episodes. Is yeah. that you're Loki's kind of having having to come into Jesus moment. A friend's Mobius. There's a, t- a sacred timeline, and they're hunting this other Loki, so the timeline doesn't get out of whack. <laughs> and then, yada, 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 the timeline gets out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, go back. I feel like you yada, yada, yada over something important. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll go back. Did you just yada, yada, yada over sex? <laughs> I may have. <laughs> I mean, yada 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 over the best part. 
No, I mentioned the bisque. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, when Jillian listens to this, bisque? she's going to appreciate that. What? Did someone say lobster bisque? Yes, actually. Uh, <laughs> a weird thing to say in the middle of a podcast. <clears throat> so, okay, then we get into episode four. That's where things take the split. Mm-hmm. Because this is where Loki and Sylvie kind of unintentionally team up at first. And they end up on this planet that's getting destroyed, which was <laughs> that was a really cool just environment to be in. I, I liked that planet. I forgot the name of it already, but just constant meteors falling because another planet was literally about to crash into it. I thought it was the moon and the planet was going to crash into the moon. It's... I'm not sure. You might be right. I might be right. I don't know. But it was cool. It was cool to look at. It was two celestial bodies making out. How about that? I'm fine with that. I'm a little turned on. But anyway, so the end of this episode, Loki and Sylvie create... Uh, ah, crap. What do they call it? The Nexus event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A big Nexus event. Because they're starting to get a little friendly with each other. And that wasn't supposed to happen. You can't have two Lokis shacking up. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought I thought they were pulling an old rope dope on us. I thought the Nexus event was that they were about to die, but because that wall of death was coming right towards them. Yep. And then that's how the TVA finds them because of the Nexus event. They come in, save them, split them apart, and back at the TVA. And then this is where we meet the Timekeepers. Or, or do we? <laughs> I feel like a lot of this show was like Wizard of Oz had a baby with Doctor Who. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, right. I don't. I have to. I have to think about this. <laughs> I'm technically not wrong. No, because the timekeeper scene was 100% Wizard of Oz. And not paying attention to the man behind the curtain. Because uh, up to the... So, was the time... Timekeepers was in episode four? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the uh, that's the episode where Loki got yeeted by one of the... Uh, by one of the, the staffs. Yeah, the pruned. Yeah, so he got pruned. And then every... Every episode up to this, whenever you get pruned, it's just assumed that you just get taken out of the that you like you die. Like you just exist nowhere in time or space. But now it from that episode or with like what would be the fifth episode, it's explained that every anybody who gets pruned gets sent to this void at the end of time. So technically they were wrong. They were not wrong because you do end up where you don't exist in time or space. Right. In the void. So yeah, the timekeepers end up being fake. Uh, Judge Renslayer keeps pushing on the mission because there's a lot of I don't want to say religious overtones in this one, but there's a lot of blind obedience. Right, basically any higher authority, where political, religious, yeah, just, yeah, that that kind of overtone. Yeah, Re- reminded me a lot of a certain Rush song. Ah, you thought I wasn't going to work Russian to this, did you? But I am. Reminded me a lot of 2112. Look into that for anyone who knows. Anyway, I I just wanted to see the disappointment in Jordan's face. That's all I wanted. 
No, I, I can actually with confidence tell you that I don't listen to Rush enough to realize the reference you're making. <laughs> well, it wasn't a direct reference. It was just uh, the overall story of blindly following the higher authority, even whether or not they may exist or not. Fair enough. So anyway, so yeah, the timekeepers turn out to be false, just fake, which I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Because in the, you know, Jordan, I don't know much about the timekeepers in the comics. They are real timekeepers in the comics, uh, right? I don't. I don't know because this is whole all this Avengers and timekeepy stuff is out of my comics wheelhouse. I was I was much more an X Men guy growing up, so I never really touched base on on all the the time and space and other realities type stuff. Yeah, I was kind of the same. Like by default, I was more into the. You know, just the everyday happenings mm-hmm. of the superheroes, not into the weird branches that they took. Mm-hmm. A lot of X-Men, a lot of Spider-Man. So, yeah, I was in the same wheelhouse, so I, I'm not sure either about this. So then... Oh, hey, so not to, not to interrupt, but can we just for a second talk about uh, the filing cabinet full of Infinity Stones that Loki finds? Oh, yeah! So in the first episode, when Loki's trying to still be shitty and break out... He finds a filing cabinet full of infinity stones, but they have no power there because they exi- it exists in a in a place where these things don't have like they're not in a timeline. They're not they're not they exist outside of time and space. So they they have nothing. And it, it was even further explained that those stones in a different reality don't work because it's not their reality the that they exist in. They can only work in the reality in which they exist. And then one of the best gags of that episode was when the one guy was like, oh, yeah, people around here just use them for paperweights. And that was kind of, going back to what we were saying earlier, kind of Loki's first kind of, you know, coming to realization moment. Not that he was a shitty person, but he was realizing that the higher power that he had been seeking was worthless in this area. Yeah. And yeah. that a higher power higher than the Infinity Stones was in control. Right. So and so this is this is whenever we start to get like the the little I guess the breadcrumbs of what will become the trail of the guy who will be the next big bad like how do you overshadow Thanos we just spent 20 movies leading up to Thanos right and Thanos won and then everybody had to go and fix what he had won, what he did. So, twenty movies leading up to this. How in the world is somebody going to be worse than Thanos? Jake, take it away. Well, let's see. <laughs> How is someone going to be worse than Thanos? Because, like Jordan said, Thanos was the big bad, the big bad, and. Before we get into that, leading up to this big reveal, which I have thoughts on this already, mm-hmm. but, but Loki gets pruned into the void, mm-hmm. and then that's where we come across a whole bunch of other Lokis, like a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then from various Josh, realities, from various realities that have all been pruned, and I can't remember if it was explicitly said, but like, were Lokis kind of like the biggest problem for the TVA, just... Because they had a lot of Loki problems. And then you find out in the void there's a lot of Lokis. So I don't know if 
they're just good at surviving like they claimed, or if they were the majority of the TVA problems just over time and space. But anyway, Josh, uh, you're on mute right now. I don't know if you're still with us, but this is this is your cue. No, I'm still here. Yeah, t- let's talk about classic Loki real quick. All right, let's do this. Double fist bump! Wait! wait. <laughs> I wasn't ready! Yeah. Anyway, Josh, what... You liked classic Loki. Why? Uh, um, I, I like Richard Grant. Okay, that's fair. And, and, and I, I, I don't. I mean, the story that I picked up, and I haven't had time to go watch, go back and watch any episodes over. But the story I picked up was uh, that he was uh, the Loki that got choked out by Thanos and faked his own death, and. Uh, Went and head out on a rock somewhere. Okay, you are mostly correct, because last week when you said that, I believed you, but I had since watched that episode again, and sadly he is not our the Loki from our timeline. He just happened to do... So here, here's why. And I'm not trying to correct you, even though I do enjoy correcting you, but... Wait, here, hold on. If And I'm sorry to interrupt, but isn't... Like in in that old the old Loki's timeline, he got away with with the uh, the hologram, right? And that's that was the difference because he was able to pro- produce a hologram that nobody could tell was a hologram, like even to the touch. So in his timeline, Thanos still choked out his hologram, whereas you know our Loki, his holograms you see it through all through the movies. Like Thor would throw shit at it, and it would just go through the hologram. So his, our Loki's holograms were not tactile. Is that the right word? Tactile, tactile. tactile. Couldn't be touched. Sure. But but classic Loki, his holograms, he were was able to make holograms strong enough where they could. So our Loki still got choked out in his timeline because that was the end of his movie when he watched it, and. Uh, when he watched his life movie at the TVA, it ended with him being choked out. And the big, the big difference was, and I noticed this my second time viewing this episode, Josh, uh, our Loki asked classic Loki, he's like, wait, you didn't try to stab Thanos? And he was like, what? No. And that, that moment was the difference. Our Loki tried to stab him. Classic Loki didn't, but he, so classic Loki was the more successful Loki of the two. And I'm calling him Classic Loki because that's what he was in the credits and he's the older. And he has the Classic Loki suit from the comics, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So, but Josh, you're still totally 100% allowed to like him. And then we do Yeah, see... I mean, I, 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 I've literally seen Richard Grant in like three things now. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him in two. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think he's a, kind of a badass actor. Yeah, so the two things I've seen Richard Grant in are Loki and then The Rise of Skywalker. And right. You have not watched L.A. Story yet. I since it. I was six. Yeah, no, I've not seen yeah, that. Yeah, no, you, you should go back and watch that. <laughs> so, anyway, so in this void with all the Lokis, one of my favorite scenes was, and it was kind of the final Loki realizing he was a shitty person moment was when all the Lokis find the other Lokis hide out and literally every single one of them betrays the others. Like there was just a whole chain of betrayal and our Loki was just watching it like, come on. And that was kind of his last moment. 
Anyway, then our Loki, Sylvie, classic Loki, and kid Loki, and I guess technically alligator Loki, set out to kill this yeah, big... I, I, yes? I, I was going to say, we're forgetting alligator Loki. He was oh, no. the most badass Loki. <laughs> I swear to God, if Disney does not capitalize on alligator Loki merchandise, I'm going to be really angry. Uh, there's an alligator Loki Funko. Oh no, it's Kid Loki old alligator Loki Funko, right? I, I think they they are doing an alligator Loki Funko pop. I mean, they, uh, they need I, to. I, need I I like that the uh, the reason for the alligator Loki for being a Loki was that he was green. Like that whole conversation between Mobius and classic Loki was like when Mobius was like, "Wait, that thing's a Loki too," and yeah. he's like, "How do you know?" And he's like, "Well, he's green." And then they're like, well, he could be lying. But then that uh, would make him even more of a Loki. <laughs> I I love that uh, TikTok really took off with Alligator Loki. And somebody took the uh, the Harry Styles Watermelon Sugar song and rewrote the lyrics to Alligator Loki. <laughs> Alligator Loki. <laughs> Alligator Loki. <laughs> I can't say that that hasn't been stuck in my head, but holy shit, it has. Yep. And so we finally... You know, so that group of Lokis set out to. Yeah, Josh, go ahead. So I, I, I gotta mention all the Easter eggs in that episode, though. Oh my gosh, so many, so many, and and Easter eggs that have nothing to do with Marvel. They're just Easter eggs that exist because. Wait, what do you mean that doesn't have to do with Marvel? What? Um, the 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 Philadelphia experiment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the ship from the Philadelphia um, the, experiment. The, 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 there's a goddamn. What was a German tank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also other, like, Marvel Easter eggs, the Thanos copter is now uh, canon in the MCU, which... <laughs> and, was... and, and Throg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Throg buried yep. under there. Uh, the You said the Thanos copter, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and what's his name's freaking ship? Uh, Ronan's. Ronan. Yeah. Yeah, Ronan, Ronan's ship. So, one of my favorite Easter eggs, and it was a little confusing at first. I actually had to see another website uh, explain it to me. Remember when the camera was panning down underground and there was just a shit ton of lunch trays? Mm hmm. Do you know why? No. Okay, so it hasn't been confirmed, but I saw the. I don't remember what website it was that explained this. Imagine I know why. Imagine you're working at the TVA and you have those pruning sticks that, in your mind, just makes shit disappear. And so you have all these people having lunch at the TVA, and instead of cleaning up their mess, they're just pruning their lunch trays, and then their lunch trays are just ending up at the void. (laughs) Is that what you were gonna say, Josh? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I think I, I think I sent you that link. Uh, is, is that is that what it was? Ryan is in the <laughs> yeah, chat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What's up, Ryan? Oh shit! We're talking Rai-Rai. more. <laughs> did you call him <laughs> Rai? <Rai-Rai? laughs> yeah, I did. Muggy buddy, hey, hey, muggy buddies. <laughs> muggy buddy, Rai Rai. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so these. The previously announced, uh, mentioned group of Lokis set out to destroy uh, Eliath, this big, cloudy, time-and-space-eating monster. Yep. 
And then Sylvie convinces them, no, you can't kill it, but I'm going to enchant it. And then they enchant it, and then they end up at, you know, Elias was just the guard dog for whoever was top power. And this is what Jordan was getting to earlier. And I gotta say, I feel like Disney pulled a fast one on us, or Marvel pulled a fast one on us. Because, you know, all through Captain... Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision, we had all these fan theories and almost none of them turned out to be right. And then, you know, people were starting to like, oh, it's, it's going to be King the Conqueror. It's going to be King the Conqueror. And then it turned out that it wasn't. But it was. But it wasn't. <laughs> and here's the big bad that Jordan was getting to. Because holy shit, King the Conqueror is frightening, and we haven't even technically seen him yet. Mm-hmm. So we saw a variant, one of the one of the multiple timelines of King the Conqueror. They don't really outright name this. It's please played by Jonathan Majors, who got really popular over the last year because of uh, the TV show Lovecraft Country. Yeah, uh, which I need to finish. Which I need to finish. I heard it was very good. I've watched um, two episodes, and it's very so good. So have I. So you you and I are pretty much at the same spot. I've only seen the first two episodes. Um. And he says, like, he calls himself the He Who Remains, and there's, like, a, uh, somebody at the end. Or, I, I can't remember exactly all the, the nicknames, but they never specifically give that variant's version of Kang a name. And I know a lot of people have said he was kind of a combination of a couple different versions of that character of that character, versions of that character's versions from the comic book. Yeah, if, so he was a combination of Immortus. Yes, Immortus was the name that I was getting to. Yeah. yeah. And then He Who Remains was another character in the comics, but also a variation of that one. And I like that in this show, he's, he specifically says that he's been called many things, and of the things he lists, he even says Conqueror, alluding mm-hmm. to King the Conqueror. Yeah. Even though his very. Yeah, he's not. But there will be. And so, uh, this part blew my mind. And as I was watching it, I was just like, the balls on this studio pulling this off. <laughs> because Okay, real quick uh, connection to King the Conqueror. And I don't know if it's the main variant from the main timeline in the comics of King the Conqueror. Uh, his name is Nathaniel Richards. Which is a descendant of Reed Richards from the is Fantastic it? Four. So he's a descendant, or Reed Richards? Yeah. He, okay, he is a descendant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, a th- like from the thirtieth century, he said, or something. Okay. So yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, A yeah. thousand years after Reed Richards, but a descendant. And amazing, after all that time, he kept the same last name. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not how history works at all. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I mean, we we have we have Philip Fry. You know, the Fry family kind of kept their last name for for a long time. Okay, that's true. Fair point. Fair point. I Josh. mean, technically, <laughs> technically, my last name goes back to the 1300s. So, I mean, all right. You know what? I'm an, uh, I'm, I'm the uh, asshole. Our, 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 our last name goes back to um, at least Germany. Yeah, Hessian soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So I, I thought that was, you know, more connections to the Fantastic Four, which is coming up, and they're slowly working that franchise into the MCU. And just the way he was, so the way this guy, I don't, he who remains, was explaining things and explaining the timeline, 
I don't think this one was inherently evil. But also he was? He, he was very he, I don't I don't think he was inherently. I think he did he felt like he did what he had to do, right? Because he said, I have to keep all of these timelines in check because if I don't, there are much more evil versions of me that will destroy all of the timelines. And well, the terrifying part... Wouldn't that be what we were... Sorry, Jake. Go no, ahead. go ahead, Josh. You're fine. Uh, wouldn't that be what we refer to as uh, chaotic neutral? Yeah, you know what? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, yeah. uh... Chaotic lawful. I guess, yeah, mm. chaotic neutral. Mm. You're right. Okay, I, no, no, I, no, no, no. That's, 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 that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I, I could kind of maybe on that line. I mean, Jordan was right. split the difference here? Yeah. <laughs> Jordan was <laughs> right in that, you know, he did what he felt he had to do. And, but the terrifying part was, uh, he didn't say there was going to be many more evil versions of him. He said an infinite amount yeah. And think about this. Well, the question is who's who's worse than Thanos? And it's apparently one guy but multiplied by infinity. <laughs> yeah. So 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 the multiverse, like the whole multiverse theory. I I'm in a fucking parking lot like yelling about the multiverse theory right now. <laughs> uh, the multiverse theory is like Every fucking conscious decision you make, there is infinite numbers of you making a different decision from that point. And from them, there's also an infinite number of you making a different decision Mm -hmm. from that point. So it's like, it's like fucking turtles all the way down. I'm glad, I'm glad that you ended that with that. Yes, you're not wrong. Turtles all the way down, and then what? Hold on, guys. We are being raided by Tiki Goon and his raiding party right now. Oh, uh, did you say raided or raided? Raided. What's up, Morgan? Like, Thank you for like, joining like, us. Like with a D or a T? Uh, with a D. Oh. Yeah, guys, we're, t- we're talking Loki over here. We're about to wrap this up. You can't raid a Viking. It just, mm. no, that's my no, job. No, Josh, this is, this is a good thing. This is a fantastic thing. Fine. Just let him raid us. This is, this is great. Fine. You, apparently they were talking Loki, too. Good, so you guys, you know, I hope yours was spoiler, spoilerific, because ours is spoilerific. If you don't want to be spoiled, pl- cover your ears and hum right now. Because we're at the spoiled. end of this. <laughs> Not that I kind of spoiled. Pampered Josh. and spoiled. Okay, me and Jordan are going to talk just Loki. Be loved. I need everyone else to pamper Josh. Just <laughs> sensual touching. He really likes it on the nape of his neck. I don't know why I know that. Just, just trust me. Well, anyway, why is my neck naked now? It's weird. I mean, it is, but I mean, never mind. I'll, I'll be over here. So anyway, so yeah. Back to what Jordan was saying. What's worse than one Thanos? Infinite this guy's. Because it... Which, which poses the question, if there's infinite Kangs, then there will also possibly be infinite Thanos. Thani? Thanoi? Thanoi? Thanoses. Thanosin. 
Many, many moose and Thanos in the woods in. <laughs> in the woods! Many much Thanoses. Right, so so what happens if in the next, I don't know, 20 Marvel films that come out, we have to fight Thanos again? <laughs> or like, I was I was I made this joke earlier. You guys have played the game uh Double Dragon, right? For the NES. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't expecting okay. that, but yes. Okay. So do you remember at like the end of the first level of Double Dragon, you fought this one dude who was like two or three times the size of all the other guys in Double Dragon? With the, like the round pumpkin face? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, Ugly and, son of a bitch. Yeah, and he was. it was kind of implied that he was the final boss of that, of that level. Right. But then like two or three levels later, he just pops up in the middle of the... Of, of, he's not the final boss, he just pops up in the middle the middle of the level and you're like what the fuck is this guy doing here so you, yeah. have, you have to beat him in the middle of the level and then a couple levels later two of them show up in the middle of the level you're like whoa hold on you were <laughs> you were a final boss at one point in time now i'm just fighting two of you as regular enemies like what happens if that's thanos <laughs> in, like what happens if we have to fight like two more thanoses in the midst of these next 20 films and it's just <laughs> and it's just like thanos has been downgraded <laughs> <laughs> to, to just like the low level thug of the, <laughs> of the like the Marvel universe, where he's and like the henchman of Kang. As long as we get to see him in a Thanos copter, I'll, I'll, one of them. But no, you're absolutely right, and that's what that's what I was thinking. Like the Pandora's box that this opened, for, like dead characters that we loved, they don't have to be dead anymore. Granted, it'll be different. Like we could get another Tony Stark, mm-hmm. but I mean, this Tony Stark from a different reality could be a complete. I was going to say a complete asshole, but our Tony Stark was kind of a complete asshole. Yep. We, we could get a nice Tony Stark. How weird would that be? Mm-hmm. And, like, it just completely opens up all sorts of possibilities. And as I was watching this, it, I didn't even have to visualize it. You could see the timelines outside of this castle branching off and... Just timelines branching off of timelines branching off of timelines. Just chaos. Chaos all over. So many possibilities that are opening up to this. And I I don't know how... I want to know how the Eternals are going to handle this podcast! <laughs> <laughs> That's, everybody, that was, that was the official podcast of the podcast. Yep. And, Stella, do and you have, then, like, do you have as, any, any uh, thoughts on Loki? <laughs> oh man, I heard a cat purr. Why is a cat purring just like human emotion to just go, oh, just calming? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, that was me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was, was someone rubbing the nape of your neck? T Birdie over here says kitty. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, official podcast of the official podcast. Hmm. Yeah, ours is the official podcast. So anyway, as I'm watching all these timelines split and like, holy shit, where are they going to take it from here? Uh, just prior to this, because uh, Sylvie had sent Loki back in time, but well, after no, this... Sent him back to the TVA. Right. Sent him back to the TVA, but after the timelines had started splitting. And then... So, well, hold on, hold on. I, I think we didn't do uh, a good enough... Uh, job explaining that sylvie wants to kill the this guy for for basically it's a revenge story right like for taking her timeline away from her she wants to kill the dude who's in charge of the tva 
Loki realizes, hey, if we kill this dude, it could it could lead to a much worse ramifications. You might have to just live with not getting revenge. Right. Sylvie didn't want any of that, obviously, because she's a Loki. Yes. And our mm-hmm. Loki was kind of the the odd one out because he had had all these moments where he realized he was a shitty po- person. And this is kind of the culmination of his shitty personness and realizing that. And she hadn't realized that. And she was just wanting that revenge. And then, in total Lokiness, she didn't trust him because she thought she was going to betray her. But he wasn't. He just wanted to talk it out just for right. a second and see what was really going to happen. Where, in her mind, technically she wouldn't have been wrong because every Loki ever has betrayed the person they're with. So why would this moment be any different? It was, it was a really heavy just ending of this episode. Uh, just trust being thrown out the door, not knowing what's going on. And then we get that final scene back at the TVA. Right, so, so Loki shows up at the TVA, and he's running around looking for, for Mobius, looking for somebody to help, finds Mobius. Jake, what happens? Mobius has no idea who this guy is, meaning Loki. Mm-hmm. He's like, who are you? What's your name? Can we get boots on the ground down here? And I'm sitting there watching it going, what the f- what, why? They're, they're best friends. And then the camera pans up the Marriott elevators. <laughs> <laughs> to not three statues of timekeepers, but one statue of King the Conqueror. Allegedly. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. Uh, that was probably my favorite scene in the entire show. Like, out of all, all the, the episodes, like that cliffhanger scene... Was a fucking chef's kiss to to and to leave this uh to for, for the show to end on. Um, I so, do think so. For, hold, oh, go ahead, Josh. Oh no, no, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll throw it in at the end. Okay. So uh, something about that scene that really stood out to me, uh, and I don't know why it was a, wasn't a bigger red flag than it was. Was you know Loki's running around frantically trying to find Mobius. He sees Mobius. And he assumes that it's Mobius from his from his own timeline. And then well, the, the response was because re- remember, Mobius had just gone back to the TVA. Right? Right. He had been he had been yeeted into the void, just went back to the TVA, and he didn't know if he was gonna see Loki again. So whenever Loki yells Mobius, Mobius just turns around and goes, What? And it wasn't a, oh my god, Loki, you're still alive. It was, what? And then that's, like, whenever Loki turned around and saw the one statue of Kang, I was like, oh. Oh, that Mobius didn't react. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even realize that until just now. (laughs) My mind was blown from the statue of Kang. And then, fade to black. Like, that's the last scene that we get. And I just sat there, jaw hanging open, going, what the f- what? Where are they going to go with this? And then we get that glorious announcement that Loki will return in Season 2. Which... All right, and now that's what I wanted to mention. Okay, what's up? So, I wasn't expecting that at all. I was expecting it to be one and done, just like WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. That's what I was expecting, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... They pulled a book yeah. of Boba Fett on us. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that's and that's that's where we're at now. So the next time, as we mentioned before, the next time, as far as we know, that we will see the multiverse is in Spider-Man: No Way Home, allegedly. You know, a lot of rumors. I have a feeling that now that wait, 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 that, that, that's got to be the name of the movie now. Spider-Man: No Way Home, allegedly. <laughs> but it's okay because Spider-Man Four is going to be Spider-Man Home Alone, and it's just Spider-Man defending <laughs> Avengers Tower. Spider-Man. Spider <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just defending the Avengers campus from the Sinister Six <laughs> using booby traps and stuff. I want this to be a thing. <laughs> I want this. Why this needs to be an actual movie in the Marvel canon. <laughs> How awesome would that be? I would love that. I would lose my shit if that movie existed. <laughs> so, but anyway, what I was going to say is now that you know Loki is ending and people are wrapping up on this series, my prediction is in, within the next week or two, we're going to get the trailer for No Way Home. They kind of they kind of pulled the same thing with us uh, on Endgame. Like they didn't really release the Far From Home trailer until Endgame was out and people had seen it. Because a lot of Far From Home had to do with the ending of Endgame. So that, that that's my prediction from here on out. So in three weeks we'll find out if I was right or wrong. Uh, and that's that, that was my final thoughts. Anyone else have any final thoughts? I, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you're here too, Josh. Jordan, it's all you, man. What? Final thoughts. Oh. Uh, I'm looking forward to the multiverse. I'm actually no. You know what? The one movie that this has me really looking forward to is I, I'm I'm super psyched for for Shang Chi. I'm super psyched for the Eternals. I really am really really psyched for Doctor Strange. I have a feeling that that will it's a it's a Doctor Strange film that's going to be a horror film directed by Sam Raimi. This is easily going to knock something out of my top five for sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm super excited. What, Josh? I, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Okay. I was really, 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 really expecting Doctor Strange to show up in Loki at some point. And I got to be honest, I'm a little disappointed that didn't happen. Well, Loki might show up in Doctor Strange. Mm. Well, you now I'm happy again. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just got your names but... mixed up. At the same time, I'm kind of excited to see Bruce Campbell back in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> That's the crazy thing, because yep. supposedly in <clears throat> Spider-Man No Way Home, we're going to get Sam Raimi's Spider-Man in there. Yeah. And then this can just branch and, off into a Bruce Campbell multiverse. And we're going to get the freaking Beast, too. Or whatever it's called. The car? Sam Raimi's, Sam, Sam Raimi's, Raimi's car. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where this goes from here on out. And we will keep you updated on every mention of any multiversal happenings and goings on from now on. So, uh, that does it for the Mickey Mutineers podcast this week. Stay tuned next week where we will be doing a Mutineer Disaster Hour. I really like Josh's idea.
I discussed this like a, a, a while ago. Did we? You, yeah. I mean, you're probably right. So. Yeah, no, we totally did. Anyway, thanks for listening and or watching to the Mickey and Ears podcast. Get out. I'm, I'm sorry, that was rude. Please, get out. You just told me you were going to mute me. <laughs> I should have.